and it was just one step at a time. Make sure you're having fun, enjoying the process, and have patience. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Heard of crowdfunding and still curious about how you can benefit from it? Well, we've got a step-by-step guide put together just for you by the best ever team and patch of land, the industry's leading crowdfunding experts. The best crowdfunding crash course ever, episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173 will provide you all you need to know to get started and begin benefiting immediately. Whether it's getting access to funds for your project or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started with Patch of Land. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, I am here with Mike Mishkin, today's best real estate investing advice ever shows guest. He is in New York City. He's on the Upper West Side. He's a New York real estate broker and the owner of Love Where You Live Realty, which specializes on Upper West Side properties in Manhattan. He also owns and operates I Love the Upper West Side.com, which is a really good looking blog. If you're interested in that neighborhood, the Upper West Side, New York City, then you've got to check it out. It's got all the events, restaurants, and real estate related news. And he used to be an aspiring comedian and he was actively doing comedy. So don't worry, Mike, I won't set the bar too high for you. I'll just say that you're going to make them laugh every five to seven seconds as a good stand-up comedian does, right? I will do my best while staying on the topic of real estate. I I know it's a very funny topic, but I'll try to throw in some, <laughs> some zingers for you. Oh, yeah. it's it's natural. Real estate is naturally funny. It actually kind of is whenever you start talking about stories behind residents and tenants and, and all that good stuff. But I don't think that's, that's kind of the direction we're going to go. We're going to go in more your, your specialty, and that is both online brand building, creating companies online, and then also being a, a, a specialized broker in a particular neighborhood, in this case, the Upper West Side. So with that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I started in real estate in 2009. As you started to describe, you know, segueing from comedy to, you know, trying to find a part-time gig where I can make a little bit of extra money. I work for some of the bigger companies, and in retrospect, as difficult as 2009 and 2010 were, uh, I realized if I could get past those couple of years, it could only get get better. You know, not only the market getting better, but um, you know, just my my capacities improving. Uh, so I, I worked as an agent from 2009 through 2012 and started Love Where You Live Realty at the beginning of 2013. Although I kind of had the idea, I would say my second year in the business, you know, to me it just seemed like all of the the brokerages in New York, big and small, didn't really have a lot of market differentiation. It seemed like, you know, everyone would just name their company after themselves. 
and it didn't really, you know, tell the story about what they were all about. So a lot of it was branding. I, I realized that there's a lot of demand in every neighborhood, certainly the Upper West Side included. And since I grew up in, in on the Upper West Side, I realized that, you know, I can I can provide a lot more value knowing the ins and outs of the neighborhood. I can also meet more people. I can I can, you know, go on more appointments not having to worry about being late because I'm taking, you know, two subways and a bus to get from the Upper West to the East Village. So, you know, that's how it was all born. I, I started by just kind of uh, subtly branding myself as an Upper West Side specialist because, you know, knowing the neighborhood, living in the neighborhood. And then I, you know, gradually found other agents who, who lived and specialized on the Upper West Side. And uh, that's how the, the company was born. And now we're uh, at the beginning, uh, or, or we're kind of in the middle of year three. And yeah. Yeah, so you've been, you're an expert on the Upper West Side, and you are constantly surrounding yourself with information, and you're kind of orchestrating and the a thought leader on a particular neighborhood. I think there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things that, Everybody, every investor can apply towards kind of what you've done because we all are investing in a particular area and, and some of us multiple cities, multiple areas, but we all need to be positioned as market leaders and thought leaders and knowing the area inside and out. So how did you begin to learn about the intricacies of a particular neighborhood, in this case, Upper West Side, New York? Because with that in mind, as you talk through it, if you can kind of also talk through how others can apply it to whatever area they're in. Well, I, it started very naturally, you know, just growing up in a neighborhood. You're going you're gonna to be familiar with the businesses. You're going to be familiar with, you know, the sub-neighborhoods. There's kind of three neighborhoods within the Upper West Side. And I think it's natural to be interested in the place you grow up, the, the place that your, you know, your parents, your siblings still live. With me, that's the case. So a lot of it is just over time, you know, learning about the businesses, talking to people, and then, you know, surrounding myself with other people in the, in the neighborhood who, who are as interested in it as me and reading the articles from my competition. There's a few, websites and, and editorials devoted to the Upper West Side. And I think that in terms of, you know, the importance of being a market leader in one area, either that or connecting with someone who is, you know, um, if I were to invest in an area outside of the Upper West Side, I would, I would want to make sure that whoever I'm partnering with knew it as intimately as I know this neighborhood, you know, and, and I think that applies to anyone uh, investing in different neighborhoods, cities around the country, instead of just, you know, going down to Florida and, and, and buying condos because that seems to be what everyone's doing, you know, find people in that area, you know, get get information that you can't just, you know, find on NewYorkTimes.com and, and places like that. Really, you know, dig and, and get into the intricacies of, of Every any area you you want to look into, you know, putting money into. You've got an amazing online presence with your website. I love the Upper West Side. How do you begin to build that type of 
website that has this this content because I one one thing for the best ever listeners one thing I'm thinking and and you've inspired me Mike to with with your blog and how you're so focused on this one neighborhood if we as investors have one market one market or two markets that we're really interested in then perhaps we create something similar to a lesser extent than what you've created but something similar on an online presence with an online presence that really showcases that we're in the middle. We're not only reporting on the market, but we're we're actively involved in the market. So how do you begin to create something like that? Well, I started out just writing articles and connecting with website designers, connecting with other uh, Upper West Siders that wanted to contribute and, and write articles, you know, best uh, coffee shops, best bars and restaurants, and also people that wanted to just provide anecdotal pieces about their experience in the neighborhood. So, you know, it was just a step-by-step process. Uh, the website was launched uh, shortly before the business, you know, just wanting to, to be ready. But, you know, pretty pretty simple process. It, it's taken a long time to get, you know, to the level that I'm at, but, um, you know, just blogging. And I agree. I think it, it could be a good idea for an investor that not only wants to learn and, and share what he or she picks up, but even to help a neighborhood uh, appreciate by creating a following. You know, on the Upper West Side, it's probably a little bit easier because it's already such a, a popular, well-known area. But I think an investor around the country, if they have the time and patience and desire to stay in one place, because again, they can always reach out and connect with people in different locations that they think might be, you know, potentially good investments. But um, I, I could definitely see this trend uh, expanding to smaller areas that could use, you know, the attention. Absolutely. And I think it, it really would be an interesting play for an investor to do because I, I don't see that very often and I don't do it. And I, I'm thinking I might start doing it if I if I have certain markets that I'm most interested in. Let's talk a little bit about your your real estate experience now. You're a New York City, you're a New York real estate broker. What's your focus? The focus, you know, it started out mostly working with uh, renters, which is pretty common. And then it led to primarily actually working with landlords of brownstone townhouse buildings, typically between about five to ten units. And now I'm, I'm actually quite diversified, especially with my team of, uh, of five agents. So we, we pretty much represent any side of a residential transaction, obviously focusing on this neighborhood, but buyers, sellers, renters, and landlords. It's, it's actually right now, and I expect it to change um, as it has quite a bit over time. But right now, it's pretty diversified between those four client types. Strictly residential, though. And how long have you been at it? Since January of 2009, so about six and a half years total in the, uh, in the business. Boy, it's, that's a very interesting time to get started in 2009. When you got started in 2009, did you see, have you seen a change from then to now? And if so, kind of how has that changed knowing that the economy has completely shifted? Yeah, you notice a, a dramatic change. You know, prices just, 
they creep up on you when you're actually in the business. I'm sure you can relate to this. You have to actually read those reports that the you know civilians read because it it happens so gradually. But you know when I started an apartment that would probably rent for fifteen hundred dollars, easy two thousand twenty one hundred dollars, and it's it's an amount that isn't that dramatic over over a year. But you know, looking back, it's it's just insane. The amount prices have 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 risen in New York. You know, the economy in New York is I wouldn't say recession proof, but very different. And uh, you know, neighborhoods that were popular six years ago are certainly going to be more popular, more competitive now. What's the key to building a company from scratch in 2009, and now you've got five agents? under your your roof, what would you say is the takeaway there if you were needing to teach one of your family members how to do this and, and replicate it? Well, it's kind of a two steps forward, one step back process. You know, the two step forward aspect is if you have an idea and either you can implement, you can execute, or you can find people that can help you do so, you know, you just have to do it. You have to realize that there's risk involved pretty much every day. And then the one step back is realizing, okay, I've made some, some headway. You know, I've, I've got a lot of people calling me, coming to my website. I'm getting, you know, a good amount of press. Now I can kind of scale back and manage it, kind of tone down, realize, you know, where can I kind of slow down my spending? But I think, you know, the main thing is to just get started you know, to, to have that vision and to, you know, take it step by step and, and yeah, you know, just, just go for it. Mike, what would you say is your best advice ever for real estate investors? I would say for investors, uh, it kind of ties back to, you know, focusing on an area until you can become an expert in it. Study what stores and businesses close and who moves in. I've seen that over time, you know, the trendier shops I've noticed will, you know, proceed increasing rents. And, you know, my my perspective is to not invest in an area until either you personally know it to a T or someone that you know and trust has that level of, of knowledge. And, you know, to get that that personal expertise Instead of just reading articles and, you know, deciding to go buy a brownstone in Brooklyn because everyone's doing it, I would definitely stay away from that. You know, I think you really need to get more specific information so that you know that, you know, even if you're going to a popular area for other investors, you want to know about every single block. You know, you want to have more knowledge than any, anyone else. You mentioned don't invest in an area until you know it to a T or someone you know and trust has that knowledge. What are the questions that you and I would need to answer before we can confidently say we know it to the level that we should we now feel comfortable to invest in it? Well, I think that you should be able to kind of elaborate on the changes you've seen throughout the duration of your stay in a specific area. You know, the first question is, how long have you been there or how long have you been working this market? If it's not a very long period of time that you've either been 
in it or just watching it very closely. I, I don't think, personally, I don't think any other questions really, really matter. But you should be able to talk at length about what trends you've seen. You know, you should be able to talk for a few minutes about what businesses have have moved in, what stores have moved out, how much the rent on a specific sized apartment has has increased in the last few years. And, you know, not every area is, is necessarily a, a good investment. I mean, the the popular highest demand area within the Upper West Side is not as high, uh, highly uh, appreciating as other New York City neighborhoods. So it just depends on the investor's need. You know, if they want something safe, the Upper West Side, uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, it's always going to keep its its demand. So it would be a good bet. But if they're looking to take uh, a very big risk, it, it's definitely not the, the best place to, to go. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I think I am. I've done I've done some homework, and I think I've got some answers for you. All right. Well, good. Hopefully the questions are the, the same ones I've prepared for. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to throw you some curveballs then and see your improv skills. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. The funniest book you've ever read. The funniest book I've ever read. <laughs> You're the first person I've asked that. <laughs> I would say the, the best comedy book I've read, because I don't have an answer off the top of my head, is Standing Up. By standing up, by no, no, I'm sorry. It's the comedy Bible by Judy Gold. That was the most insightful comedy book I've I've read. I don't read a lot of comedy, to be honest. I, I mostly <laughs> stick with uh, business, nonfiction. I like my comedy in in the form of video or audio. No, I, I understand that. I don't. Need, I can't even name a comedy book, so that's why I wanted to ask you that question. <laughs> that's a good question, though. That is definitely a curveball. <laughs> All right, we'll probably stick to most of the script for the questions that I gave you before. Best ever personal growth experience, and what did you learn from it? I would say, and this is kind of a recurring, it, uh, well, let me rephrase that. This was a bit of a recurring personal growth experience, um, but it was just trying to grow my business way too fast, and on multiple occasions coming very close to, to losing it having to shut down, there was a point where the logical side of my brain said, you know, chances are slim of keeping this open. I wouldn't accept it emotionally, but that was definitely the the toughest lesson I had to learn in business, and it was just one step at a time. Make sure you're having fun, enjoying the process, and have patience. Enjoying the process. Absolutely. Those are very important. I love that. What's the best ever success habit you practice? I would say waking up very early and the way I kind of get into my rhythm is to read or or listen to something positive before I start my day. You and I both. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? I don't know if there's a specific project. I would say I'll give you the answer I prepared and hopefully this will be accepted. 
Within real estate, within my business, what I'm most excited about is the area of Manhattan Valley. It's it's part of the Upper West Side, and it is the one area within the neighborhood that has by far the most room for growth. You know, I'm I'm starting to see a lot more trendy cafes and and bars and restaurants in the area. So. To make that a project, I would say just doing a lot more business in Manhattan Valley and you know seeing the appreciation over the next few years. Best ever way you like to give back? I would say supporting small business. You know, as a real estate broker, I'm always conflicted because you know new expensive retail shops are are, are good for uh, residential price appreciation. But as a local and someone who's been here, you know, I I still want to see. The businesses I grew up with stay. So just supporting them through my blog, getting them awareness, doing the same with you know uh, self-employed entrepreneurs and artists that want a little more um, you know support. Obviously, there there are people that are in the neighborhood, and using the website and my Facebook page to to help the the smaller competitors in these fields. Best ever quote. I'm going to go with Zig Ziglar. I believe success is achieved by ordinary people with extraordinary determination. Yes, I, I love all of his quotes. I think another one I like is help enough people get what they want and you'll have everything that you want, which is one of the reasons why I'm, I do the podcast. It's got to be a win-win, absolutely. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in business? Well, the biggest mistake in business, again, was, you know, not uh, maintaining enough patience, wanting to take over the world too quickly, and trying to grow way too fast. That's been, I'm a multiple offender of that, and that's definitely uh, <laughs> the biggest mistake I hope I don't make again. I'm trying to step-by-step, <laughs> step, day by day now. I get a little excited and, and you know get that tunnel vision, which is obviously common for entrepreneurs, but that is, I think, taking that too far. Was, was my biggest mistake. And so other best ever listeners can help you grow your business, perhaps not too fast, but still grow. What's the best ever place to reach you? I'd say the best place to reach me is by email. Uh, you can email me anytime at mike at lovewhereyouliverealty.com. I know that's a little bit long, but it's all the words spelled out. Mike at lovewhereyouliverealty.com. Mike, thank you. You are a shining example of an entrepreneur, and I just loved our conversation. Everybody go check out I Love the Upper West Side.com to see a great example of a neighborhood blog. And uh, then having a conversation with us about how to evaluate and really get in and know a market when you're talking about focus on an area until you become an expert in it and um, see and be able to talk about the different trends. And if we're not physically located there, then have people on our team who are physically located there and be able to talk to us about the trends, businesses that have moved in and out, what we've seen, and for over what period of time. And then from a business standpoint, growing our business, enjoy the process, maintain patience, and you know, even though we want to get ahead of ourselves, a lot of the time I imagine as entrepreneurs, we've got to be careful and, and make sure that we're also doing it responsibly. So thank you so much for the conversation, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Nice meeting you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it. All right. Bye. Take care. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? 
Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.